everyone. Today we have a woman like us with us, don't we, Mandy? Yes, we do, Ellen, and it's Mandy Nolan and Ellen Briggs. And we're sitting with, with Julia Wilson. Yeah. Sorry, I need my big FM voice there. Julia Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Julia Wilson. Welcome back. Coming up after the break. Icy cold cans and We've got a non-stop block of <laughs> non-stop. Can you imagine? Oh, imagine if we were on. FM radio. Oh, like, we just it. couldn't happen. It would blow up. It nearly did happen for Three me, women. No, oh, but three women. Oh, three, no. I dream of it. No, I dream of it. But one of us would have to be the, <laughs> and I don't think Stop any of us it. have got that. Yeah, there you go. One of us had to go, I just saw maths and oh, it's not me. Oh, my God, you're terrible, Julia. <laughs> yeah, that. It's not me. I'm not the maths girl. Oh, my Which God, one of Julia. <laughs> that was nearly me. How many remember? fingering threesomes have you had? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll have to get my book, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Carl Sanderland. Yeah. I don't think I've ever put that show on of him and Jackie O. Not to, I don't listen to it, I'll be driving up to the coast. And there's always, uh, just give us a, you know, it's a talks about call in around if you've been in a threesome mm. where blah, blah. Like it's just. Every no, now and then I'll be flicking through radio stations like, oh, gobbies. Oh, I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. Oh, also, are we allowed to swear? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you God. Jesus. Yeah, imagine, imagine me trying not to say, like. Yeah, imagine us. Oh. Yeah. It could be a long podcast of lots of ums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ellen has to edit later. <laughs> but we wouldn't end up, like, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, we're, we're three women comedians, probably with well over, you know, I don't know, I've been at it 35 years. 21. So it happened. Are you like 15 now? 18. 18. Bloody hell. That's about 80 years plus of comedy experience between us. We You're are, never going to see us on the side of a bus. My mum. <laughs> You're not going to see we're, us. We'll get as, we're we're your mum we'll get as fat as the side of the bus. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm giving it a red hot go. I'm not going to lie. I have porked up to the heaviest I've ever been and I'm like, fucking come at me carbs. Come at me. Stick your keto up your ass. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, fuck you and your keto. I'm sick of protein. I just like, I've just gone back to lifting heavy things oh, and I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is my size and if you don't like it, fuck and look somewhere else. Yes. It's very simple. You do, do you reckon that comes with age though, Julia? Uh, I was always a bit obnoxious about that where I was just like, this is me and if you don't like it. But now I'm actually like the heaviest I've ever been. And, yeah, with age, when it comes with age, I, I keep going, it's not for you. Yes. Like not everything is for you. Yes. I lift heavy things because I want to lift heavy things. This is not for you. I'm hearing a lot. But at no, our I, age. I have to ask her yeah. too before you could, I'll just pause that. What the heavy things are? What the are? fuck are you lifting? <laughs> <laughs> just blokes who won't go Dudes. home. <laughs> Dudes who are trying to leave. <laughs> no, you don't. It's the other way around. Off you go. <laughs> go on. Off you fuck. Um, no, I do deadlifts and bench press and that. Oh, kind of thank stuff. you. Like, yeah, yeah. Consensual. I'm, consensual. I'm like going. <laughs> what is she lifting? Sorry, Ellen. You can continue with that conversation. Oh no, I was just going to say I, I hear lots now. Women our age sort of saying that they love being at the point where their looks are the most the least interesting thing Here's about a theory them, that I've always held because you two stunning blonde chicks when you were younger would have gotten so much attention oh, from yeah. men. I didn't have that. Yeah. I have grown into my, my mm. face. Like I have aged. Um, I, I'm, uh, I get a lot of attention. Oh, probably not so much now, but in my late thirties, early forties was when I got the most attention. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, well, you can fuck off now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't pay any attention to me in my teens and my 20s and my early 30s. You can fuck all the way. Remember how when you first started comedy and dudes wouldn't talk to you in green rooms because they yeah. thought you were someone's girlfriend? And then you'd smash oh, the set. And then, <laughs> and then you'd smash the set and you'd come backstage. They'd be like, oh, good. Like, you no, you can fuck off yes. now because you want to yes. know me before. So that was my experience was that, like, mm. I, but I live, you know, in the northern beaches of Sydney where there's lots of women who were smoking hot in their 20s who are now like, you have to listen. Listen to me, I was pretty in my 20s. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. you're an angry, angry lady. Yeah, you kind of, 
It's a weird. It's a weird thing that because it's. I've always sat slightly outside of it because I was. I think being six foot tall, you kind of you you meet the kind of you know yeah you get a lot of attention, but you also terrify people. Yeah. yeah. So I was never ever quite considered one of the pretty girls, if you sense. I was just kind of a bit of an anomaly. Because oh. you were, I was, because I was always so much bigger than the dudes. Mm, yeah, they were like, always, I'm six people, foot tall. People still talk about you as being incredibly sexy. They oh. say that to Do me. Do they, Ellen? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know their names? Yes. <laughs> Who said it? And Quick. Who said it? <laughs> Who said sexy? Come on, Ellen. Lots of, like, like our colleagues. I love how you go. Lots of people. She's yeah, got, name one. I can't oh, no. write here. I, I won't. Name, so you <laughs> really want me to name them? No, don't name them. It would be kind of weird. But let me tell you, <laughs> it's lots of colleagues. Oh. Well, my day just got better. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I find it interesting, though, that it's like um, uh, we're hitting, like I'm 48, staring down the barrel of 50. I never really gave a fuck. I mean, I'm, I've been the one who's been at the nude beach since I was 20 going, if you don't like what I am what I look like naked, fuck it, why are you at a nude beach? Like, yeah. yeah. Go to a fucking weird camp or whatever but it is. But that's not where they're weird. That generally is it? No, no. It's, um, yeah. but, so I've been quite you know, body positive, yeah. not giving a fuck. But now I'm like, oh, I'm going out in my fucking tracky pants. I'm going to the gym in like weightlifting gear, yeah. not in my like, oh, look, I'm trying to wear Lorna Jane and trying to look like I'm, you know, yeah. making weightlifting heavy now. Mm. I'm full like, and just going, I don't fucking I care. That. Yeah. yeah, I love like, yeah. I, I think it's really, I, I think it's great. I went, I am so tired of being that woman eating a burger in a bowl, you know, and pretending you like it better. I don't. <laughs> oh, without the bun. Yeah. yeah. Like all these, you see these, you know, I don't want to eat burger with a piece of lettuce. <laughs> I mean, I'm gluten free, but I'll eat the gluteny bun. Like I want... But just just for you the sake of what? Yeah, I, I, I found it interesting. So, um, uh, lovely listeners, my I was my dad's full time carer for ten years. He passed away a couple of years ago. Then my dog passed away. Then my best mate passed away, and I've been the executor of his estate. So there's been lots of stress mm. and and grief and that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of like coming out of it in a healthy way. I had done a fair bit of counselling leading up to dad passing away, so that I could approach that as kindly to myself that I could. But now I'm like, okay, I've stacked on the weight. That's that's happened. But now I've gone back to, okay, let's let's hit the gym gently. Let's approach eating gently. Let's be kind to ourselves. Let's like, I'm just really done that. I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm in. That's really. I'm in the Northern Rivers. I'm sure this is like saying it's Tuesday up here, but it's like it's like I'm actually looking after myself in a way that I'm being kind to myself. And you know what? If I want to eat a fucking burger, I'm gonna eat a fucking burger. Yeah. And if you want to sleep in one day, you can sleep in. Oh. Yeah. I get guilty if I sleep in because I feel like I have to get up and go and exercise or get up and do some work I can't sleep in anymore it's terrible oh I can can you um, but you don't really sleep sleep in look my sleep in would be eight o'clock my sleep in would be sorry uh, Julie we're real soft weights yeah I just slept I woke up up. at six whereas I kind of normally wake up and then I rolled over and went back to sleep and I'd be surprised I'd go oh it's eight o'clock you're like oh look at me (laughs) do you hit the snooze like I put the alarm on. I have the the alarm of intention. So at 5.16, one minute past 5.15, it goes off. And then if I don't, if I'm not meeting my friend Jules for a walk at 5.45, I hit snooze. And then I sleep for eight minutes. And I go straight back to sleep into a whole big sleep. I have a dream and it goes off again. And then I do it again. hearing this? Alarm go off. Yes, by I'm the third snooze, he goes. There's someone else in this bed, you know. <laughs> yeah, nice. And it's I like, went. Fuck and then I go. 
because I would now lose I get my up. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mind if yeah, I know you would. I thought you were going to oh. say you were going to snooze, John. Just shushy pants for but you. <laughs> shushy pants for you. Give me another eight minutes. <laughs> um, I don't even use an alarm anymore. No, no, I just wake up. I wake up. Well, because where we live, and I sleep with all the doors open. I think there's a kookaburra who goes fucking watch this <laughs> and comes literally to our window and goes. <laughs> and like quarter to five and then turns back around and laughs with his mate yeah, and nice. he sees me go, oh, for fuck's sake, what's the time? Yeah. yeah. I spent I just, so many years keeping an ear out for if dad needed me or if Ted the dog needed me. I spent so many years like mm. only half sleeping that now I've got my sleep pattern back. The world could fucking burn around me and I'm yeah, not waking okay. up. I am soundly asleep until I wake up. Yeah. And oh, also, I'm not um, responsible for anyone. No, the and it's wonderful. Yeah. Like I am enjoying that because it takes a long time to get your sleep pattern back. Yes. I'm not a mum, so I didn't have any of that. I didn't have any like kids yeah. screaming at me, going "Feed me!" or what you know that kind whatever of stuff. They do. Whatever they, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever is their thing do. that they need. But yeah, that like listening out. God, am I calling an ambulance? God, am I you know administering CPR? Am I like you know all that kind of stuff? Now I'm like I've got my sleep pattern back. I fucking love it. Yeah, great. Also, recently diagnosed with ADHD, so being properly. Oh medicated um i sleep like a champion do you yeah it I, makes me laugh that i take surprised that you I, apparently I, apparently i am the only one that's surprised literally everyone else who yeah. knows me goes I'm like, yeah, yeah of course that tracks yeah. and i'm like no but it's like adhd and they're like yeah yeah. Did you just play your first five minutes of comedy for the doctor? And I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, that's mean. But also kind of tracks. Yeah. But because it makes me laugh that I'm taking like a fairly decent amount of stimulants and then I am so relaxed compared to normal, well, compared to pre-medication. And that you're sleeping so good. Yeah, and then I just drift off to a nice sleep and my brain, because if I don't take the meds, my brain all night, doesn't matter. And sleep. Yeah. And you pass out. Maybe you've got that, Mandy. I've definitely got it. I've got um, – I haven't been diagnosed, but I I don't think I need to be because four of my kids have been properly diagnosed. We have a winner. three different dads <laughs> and I know. went, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, so oh, common yeah, yeah. Looks like it's me. I, I definitely don't have it. I just it, it made me laugh because I was like, oh, as if I'm going to change anything now. Like I'm 48, as if I'm going to change anything. Then I started taking the meds, and I was like, oh, this okay. is how people live. My God. Yeah, right. So to be able to relax down to a gentle sleep and then pass out, and because before I would just run like a bull at a gate, stop, out, sleepy. Whereas now I'm like, that's, la, 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 that's la, me. La, 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 would you la, consider medication, Mandy? I'm scared of it because I use my um, super. Um, I'm a I'm a manic hyper focuser. Yeah, that's how I get everything done. You like, know what I found? What I get the same amount done in less time, oh, and then I have that's time appealing. off. Yeah, so instead yeah. of going, I need to do this, but I should do this first, and then I'll do this, and then I'll work a bit on that, and then I'll do blah, 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 blah. I take my meds and I go, hey, I've got things to do, and then I just get them done, and then I've got time off, and I go, I might just have a cup of tea on on the front oh. veranda in the sun. Like I don't, I actually. How long did it take for him to kick in? Um, they, the immediate release takes like twenty minutes, uh, oh, and then it took a while to work out what the. Some. Yeah, I brought some with me if you Julie's want. Here to yeah. start. <laughs> right. You pick me up from the airport. I can pay you in drugs. No, it sounds like that. the right I'm thing like, to do I'm, in the right area. I'm scared to relax. <laughs> well, um, that's the thing. That's when I knew it was time to go and get checked out because I was always like, well, I can't relax on looking after Dad. Well, I can't relax on looking after Ted. Well, I can't relax on looking after Hayden. Do you know how you relax? It turns out I actually can't relax. See, when I relax. I get this massive anxiety, like, what the fuck's going to happen next? Like, I feel like when I'm moving through space, 
it's fine. I'm ADHD. doing stuff. Doing ADHD. No, and then so suddenly do you look at people like me, Mandy, and go, "What a lazy bitch!" Like she actually sits down at night and. No, I don't crochet. No, I think that I, I've always been envious. I don't think. One thing, see, people say stuff to me and I would they go, how do you do so much? And one time I said to someone, I don't know, how do you do so little? <laughs> I realised, because I didn't mean that horribly. No, I, just, I, I had exactly the same actually conversation. actually a real question. But they were I like, went, how? How do, you, how do you talk so quick and think so much? I'm like, how do you not? How do you not? Come on, let's, yeah. let's do things. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it just it amazed me because my parameters were if I don't enjoy being on stage, if it affects how funny I am, if it affects yeah. my actual personality and my view on life, I'm not taking the drugs. And then I took the drugs and I went, oh, it's wow. Good. So much better. More focused on stage, more present. It's actually, I've been, because a mate of mine's like, I don't know, my daughter I think has ADHD. I just don't know whether I should get her assessed because I don't want her to view herself in a way. And I'm like, you know what? It gives me space to be the most me I can be. And mm. I fucking love wow. it. Like, do you do that thing with all my kids that do with this? And I get accused of doing it all the time. My kids make fun of me. Is I'll be talking and then I just lie. I stop and I can't unlock my eyes mm. and I'm like, it's like my brain has stopped mm. and it takes a, a while loop. to reboot and then I have to come back. Do you, you don't do it. No, I don't do it. I do it. No, but, no, but I run at a much it's slower a pace than you, right? Um, Alex does it, but he definitely doesn't have ADHD. He's just... He's just powering down. <laughs> well, sometimes you do that and you... um. Anyway, it's all... It's all good. It made me chuckle because one of the guys at Newcastle comedy scene said to me, bro, you've got ADHD. And I'm like, no, I don't think I do. And he's like, mm, but you do. It's and so he said to me, I'll give you some of my Ritalin. This is totally not ethical. I'll give you some. If it works, you got it. Mm. And I was like, I'm sure, having just done a psych degree, I'm pretty sure it's more scientific than that. And it turns out that's not. Turns I, out you can be diagnosed with a comedy club <laughs> So that's how they diagnose it. They give you I mean, it's not. It's and not. It um, and you go, the, mate, could you just check me? I'm like, I, I need a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> can you just check if I've got polyps? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Dr. Comic. <laughs> um, no, there's heaps of hoops you've got to jump through. Yeah, like, I to get know. actually diagnosed, I had to really. And we live in a country where our healthcare system's really fucking good and it still costs me quite a lot of money. And I'm well aware that it's only that I'm in a job where I earn well and I'm, you know, a white chick who was born in 1975 really that I had expensive. access to, to, you know, yeah, I'm lucky I can afford the sort of grand out-of-pocket that it cost me. It, it costs yeah, right. for my daughter who's 14, when we, the psychometric testing was about two grand mm. in the end for kids. Like, wow. And you have to do this raft of testing. Really and truly. Yeah. And the other kids um, various times have now, one of them, a couple of those adults have done their testing as well. But... It's expensive and yeah. you can see, like, like obviously I think it's in a sense you go, I'll leave it because it's, it is a barrier to getting it done. Mm. I, what made me giggle was the psychiatrist that I was talking to um, because I advocated for dad for so long, I'm so used to being really abrupt with medical people mm. where he was like, oh, okay, and uh, so how often does this blah, blah happen? I'm like, I don't know, every four or five weeks. He goes, so monthly. And I looked down the barrel of my phone. I went, if you write down monthly, I'm going to jump through this fucking phone. I'm going to end you. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, I'll break both your fucking legs if you try to align this with my cycle. And he goes, oh, that's not what I was doing. I'm like, fucking, isn't it? Because I said four to five weeks and you said monthly, isn't it? And he was like, okay, all right, yeah. okay, all right, all right. Just, I'm like, oh, there we are, there we are, jumping in and going, don't you yeah. fucking dare try and make this and about going, my periods. Don't pathologise me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, first and of all, worried. had a hysterectomy, well, mostly hysterectomy, they left me my ovaries, so I've still got a cycle, but, like, he what tried you, to align. You, is that a special name when they leave your ovaries? Oh, I'm sure there is, but I wasn't paying attention. Sorry to make <laughs> the obvious joke, but I, they did tell me, and I was like, ah. 
Can't get knocked up is all we I heard. We call this blah, 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 <laughs> ovaries. Yeah, yeah. All I heard was we're getting rid of all your endometriosis and you can't get knocked up. And I just went ding, 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 thank ding, you. ding. Yeah, fucking thank you, Medicare. And was that yeah. a good end? The end of endo. I don't have, as far as I mean, not now. One of my daughters has endometriosis and it is, you know, I feel so feel sorry for brutal. her. Like, brutal. Br- horrible. Yeah, I remember. Um, so I am. I was most likely to pass out on the first day of my cycle because I would uh, either be losing so much blood or I'd be in so much pain that I would just turn a particular way and I'd be out cold on the ground and but for a long time that was only first or second day oh. and you guys remember I used to play gridiron yeah. and so it very rarely did a game align with the first or second day and it took a couple of years for that to happen and I had to say to my coach hey if I pass out on the field don't call an ambulance just fucking drag me off give me 10 minutes to come back give me some water and let me go back out again don't bench me I'm not I'm fine it's just I've got endometriosis and I've got my period today. And he's like, I've known you for 10 years. Why is this the first time I'm hearing about it? I'm like, because it's none of your business. <laughs> like yeah. It's, 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 yes, it's only, it's only uh, you know, a problem if it's a problem. So just don't call an ambulance though because that's my concern. Yeah. If I keel over, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. captain's gone down quick. Yeah. You know, so it's like um, I found that really interesting. But, yeah, so for me um, it's completely disappeared. I had a brilliant guy. If you leave one cell behind, it just keeps regenerating yeah and I, I was like it was everywhere and I was lucky not to lose my bowel I was lucky not oh, to lose it can, my it can actually form can it like it can actually outside of you mm. uterus on your organs oh yeah yeah and, it, it adhered yeah, my bladder, it adhered bowel. my left ovary to my uterus and my pelvis it had completely encompassed my bladder I had to go see a um um physiotherapist that specializes in gynecology because my bladder had been restricted for so long I had to teach my bladder how to be a bladder again I was like sure that's a normal thing to do wow, <laughs> wow. it was every and I was really, really lucky to get it. You know, I've had surgery, you know, over the years, a million times, but to actually finally convince them to take my uterus out because there was a whole lot of, you might meet a nice man one day and he might want to have babies. Do you know how many specialists mm. I've threatened to punch over the years? Yeah. It's insane because I know a guy, and we've had this conversation, I know a bloke who when he was 23 went to his GP and said, I never want to have kids, I want to get a vas- vasectomy. And he went, okay, here's a referral. Yeah. And, and that That's surgeon it. just went, yeah, no problem, I'll book you in. And I know several women in your Begging. situation who Begging. have said, I never want to have children. Yeah. Get rid of all this shit that I don't need that is just calling me grief. Yeah, if you're getting, if you've got endometriosis. And telling them, that, oh, you'll change your yeah. mind. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know yet. You don't know you might want to have babies. No, I absolutely fucking know I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I do know. Yeah, I remember <laughs> well, one, one guy said to me, one uh, gynecologist, now I was probably only 22 then because mum was at the appointment with me and I, I you know, very yeah. soon oh. after that started going on my own. But he said to me... Um, yeah, have you ever thought, Julie, that maybe you're just a bit sensitive to pain? And mm. uh, and I'm oh, like halfway no. over the desk before <laughs> mum's gone, whoa, 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 and grab me by the shirt to pull me back. And I said, mate, because back then I was a bouncer getting punched in the face often enough that I know what a decent hit feels like. And I said, how about, I mean, I, I can cop a hit from like a six foot three bloke. How about I punch you in the jaw? If you don't go down, then you can tell me what pain is. But if you do... You have to give me the hysterectomy. And he was like, oh, there's no need to be like that. And I think there fucking is, mate. It's, it is, and the crazy thing is, I mean, think about it. If you wanted to have children, you would have done it because it's one of the things that can actually reduce mm, absolutely. your endometriosis. I'd have been pumping them out. So clearly you've made a choice not to. Mm. So, like, that would that would be the obvious thing to do. Yeah, luckily I finally found, like, the right guy. And as it turned out, he uh, was the... So your endo guy. Head, he's, well, I've got an endo guy. <laughs> I've got a Ritalin guy. I've got an endo guy. I've got a fucking... Uh, I've got, got a, a got a good kebab guy. Got a, <laughs> <laughs> right. got a guy for everything. Got a bladder guy. So, um, well, she was a lady. A bladder, bladder lady. <laughs> bladder lady. 
So while we've got you here, because we were sort of talking earlier just about, we did touch on Russell Brandt and the whole, and let's not talk about him because fucking enough, but um, talk about the experience that we all have as women in comedy. I I think a lot of our listeners aren't comedians and... So they see what us on stage. What a small audience that would be, yeah, female they comics. See, yeah. <laughs> they see us, sad little audience too. Um, <laughs> they see us on stage and they, you know, hopefully enjoy us and they see us having a great mm. time. But that's a very small part of our, mm. oh, isn't it? And I, I reckon I would have a different experience to you guys. Why do you think that? Um, I think men behave differently in front of me. Uh, because they're scared, <laughs> because I'm a bit punchy. Like I, I genuinely believe I've watched other female, I've watched younger female comics be like mm, harassed slash uh, made f- to feel very uncomfortable in green rooms. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mouthy and so vocal where I go, what'd you just fucking say to her? Like I'm, I'm that person. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, which I, I un- unapologetically, but men behave differently in front of me because they know I'm going to go, what'd you fucking say to her? Um, there's been mm. plenty that I'm like outside now. Like, yeah, it does make a. There was a difference. It's kind of funny. I was I was looking back and thinking. I don't remember. You know, I I've I have never actually experienced inappropriate stuff backstage from my colleagues really ever. Wow. I don't think. I don't, I'm really. I don't know. And I think it's. I've I think had, I've had. I mean, one which yeah. is pretty hideous. Which I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast I, when I hadn't been around for very long, and I was at a comedy festival in a rural town. Oh, it's a rural city, I guess. And I was the only female on the bill. No surprise what? there. No, I was so shocked. Yeah, shy. I know. <laughs> and we were in a theatre and I went to the bathroom and the theatre and everyone was in the green room. And when I came out of the toilet, this guy, who's a very well-known comedian, was standing right in front of me when I opened the toilet door and he went, I've just been listening to you piss. Oh, Ew. can you and tell I me went, who that is afterwards yeah. so I can And I went, him? get the fuck away from me. Mm. And I washed my hands and he laughed and kind of backed off. And then when I went back into the green room, I announced very loudly, do you know what this fucking asshole just did? Yeah, it's creepy. And did any of the boys do anything? T- two of them were, we kind of went, what the fuck are you doing, you dickhead? But that was it. Mm. There was none of, they weren't as but outraged that's that as they should have been. Jokey thing if I was that a young do. woman, oh. that would have been a bit terrifying. Yeah. I was alone with him in a toilet yeah, in that's a theatre. I'm like notorious, uh, and I, I love having this reputation where female comics will buzz me and say, I'm out in my car, can you come and walk me into the gig, please? Yeah. Like I've, I do that yeah. probably. Probably twice a month, I reckon. Yeah. I'm, I'll help, you know, walk someone back to their car or can you come and get me? They're, they're the moments yeah. I actually feel the most threatened. Yeah. Uh, like in transit, in dark streets, not mm. being able to get a taxi, sort of everyone spills out. And when I, when I, and that that's always, when I started in comedy, when I say there was no women, there was no women. Mm. I was the only one. And I wasn't sexualized as I was marginalized. Um, very rarely, no, no one spoke to me in green rooms, mm. you know, and no one made, I was made, I was not welcomed. Yeah, I not was, welcomed. I was not included. I wasn't in the club. And yeah. that went for well over a decade of me turning up to places and sitting there just knowing I wasn't, I didn't belong. Mm. And that that's a different sort of thing. So, you know, I've had those, and on stage, in the 80s, the lack of safety on stage. Like, you know, oh, I've told Jesus. Isabel in the story of going on stage and having someone throw show his penis oh, nice. and then, you know, 500 guys yelling stuff at me when I walked out, yelling out, go home and lick each other out. To, like, yeah. I've had, like, 
I've been hit in the head with beer cans. Wow. I've been I've been physi- I've physically felt really endangered by the mm. audience by and scared. And that pack mentality is terrifying. Yeah, and that and that sort of and I think there was a change as more women came into the industry. I suddenly felt I could sit at the table. I used, I used to get more nervous about sitting backstage and being made feel like I was shit than I did yeah. being on stage and being shit. I still can, I still <laughs> yeah. get that feeling from I, young comics. I remember like when you were starting to do like outside of here yeah. gigs, Ellen would buzz me and go, oh, I'm working with blah, blah, do we like him? Yeah. And I'd be like, yep, yep. And, and then if I ever thought that you were going to a place where I thought that there might be some of the shittier dudes yeah. backstage, I would buzz the one I trusted and go, you make sure Ellen's okay. Because mm. like I just, it's so... Like, I'm aware that I'm an ex-bouncer and, and bodyguard. I'm aware I can mm. fight. I'm aware yeah. that, And I'm aware that they know that so that they don't really, you know, the proper terrifying ones wouldn't do that in front or definitely not to me. But, I, like, that's kind of – that's my role. I'm, like, the senior woman now who yeah. makes sure that, the uh. you know, and there's a little – there's a little circle. I, I had the sweetest experience. Steph Tisdall came to me after a gig in Enmore, after her show I went to see, and said to me, Julia, I just, she waited for everyone else to leave, and she said, I just wanted to thank you um, for all the work you've done to open doors so that I can do the gigs that I do. And I'm, I'm often in places where I people still talk about somewhere that you told a bouncer to shut the fuck up or you told mm. a barman to get his fucking mm. hands off someone, you know, like, thank you for... for uh, like it's hard, but it's not as hard as it would have been when you first started. And I was like, that was such a lovely thing to say. And then I went, holy fuck, and went and found Jean Kitson and Rachel Berger yeah. and, and yeah. Wendy Harmer and sort of went, you know, you guys kicked open the doors for, for the likes of me in, in Sydney and, and in Melbourne. So it's like it's nice that there's, you know, the batons passed down and passed yeah. down and it's safer and better, but it's like... Yeah, and some of those comedy tours where you're all in a van, you know, you, you, it's a very yeah, intense you're with space for like that you don't know. Yeah, for no like six nights. Them. Yeah, and you know, you're walking to and from the venue, and you don't know if anything kicks off. Are they gonna? Are they gonna be in your corner? Are they gonna like? You just don't know. It's a very vulnerable space to put yourself in. Mm. It is. I remember being booked to do a to do a show, and they had booked me and a comedian I'd never even met in a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, that's weird because you're going like... Um, and he was the one that actually, like, I was just like, okay, well, I won't be staying there. And he actually approached me and said, please don't take offence. Um, I feel really uncomfortable that they've booked us there. I'm going to book somewhere oh, else. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I like that you... That was Tahir. I've, 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 I've had that happen as well in an apartment where there's... Where did you share a hotel staying, room? I'm staying in the, the comedy apartment and another dude is put in the other room that I've never met was, and I'm like... That was where it was. Yeah, and I just <laughs> went, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Um, that was just made me, made me feel uncomfortable. You know what yeah. make, makes me laugh is that my the first time I stayed there... Of course, there was another dude there. It never even occurred to me. I'm like, I don't have to pay for accommodation. Now, luckily, it was Mick Meredith, who yeah. is now one of my yeah. best mates. But like early, early days, yeah. But it, the funny thing is, it's only just now I'm like, oh, yeah, that would have been an it's issue. Cool. I remember uh, being booked to share a hotel room with a dude uh, and just going, no. no. Like, who does that? Yeah, and they're like, oh, when the boys gig together, they're happy to share. I'm like, I bet they're A, they bet they're not, and B, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if they're happy. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Find me another hotel yeah, they're room. they're not happy. They're just doing it. Yeah, and then I, I sound like the little, like, oh, apparently Julia's a bit of a prima. No, yeah. I'm fucking not. Like, well, that's when the safety stuff just isn't there. I know because doing... a young woman might not stand up against mm. that because she might go, like, oh, I'll never get booked with these people again. Well, so, or you end up in a situation where... I mean, I know I did a gig somewhere in Queensland and it was in one of those hotels full of minors and I was the only woman upstairs. I've done that one In too. the hotel and 
all the rooms were full, all men, and no toilets. So oh, you great. have to walk down Jesus the Christ. hall yeah, the in your socks into that. And I, I mean, the worst thing was I stood in someone's piss. <laughs> And then I was like back in my room washing my feet yeah. in the sink. Your but toes I was got so herpes. scared. Like I was really mm. scared. I was so up. That was a really up unhappy. But they're the, they're the like I, I find on stage like I'd have to say, except for seeing um, a particular kind of push occasionally in open micers towards doing hateful, misogynist. Not everyone, but occasionally those rape jokes and stuff. Please don't push into that. I've I've been very lucky to have a really um, supportive, positive relationship and experience of generally men backstage. I haven't yeah. had bad Me too. a bad experience personally. When I was coming through, there was I remember the oh, there's extra spots if you give blowjobs. Oh and my me, god, oh, really? Yeah, and me just going, well, fucking looks like I'm not working this club. <laughs> so I just See, and a, remember me, little miss blowjob. Like oh, for me to go, yeah. no, thank you means you've annoyed me now. Like yeah. that's yeah, that 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 kind of stuff. That was pretty. That was pretty prevalent around Sydney. Because um, that's just that really male dom. I mean, I have to yeah. admit, I was up here running my own rooms. Female I was going to dom- say, it's, like female yeah. dominated room. You created low jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to do Toronto. Yeah. Come on then. Go on. Get you in there. <laughs> Down you go, boy. <laughs> but I was going to go to the open mic. I, I was going to say, you, you have the experience of like creating the rooms that you wanted to. That's how you 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 set the standard. Yeah. And also, dudes aren't going to fuck up in front of you. Though you wouldn't book them. No. And yeah. So Mandy has a different experience mm. probably to us as well. And and I've talked to you about this before that I've total toss pots. I've gone, well, that guy's a fucking new one. He's really nice. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get treated differently. Sometimes they do treat you, you differently, yeah. Rooms, you can book them, whereas yeah, yeah. I can't offer them anything. Yeah. You know, so, Ex- yeah. You know. Um, but generally I've been pretty well respected because I didn't, I wasn't doing it until I was like 35. And even then when you started, you were like, I don't think I want to do the pub scene just yet. And so by the time you were doing the pub scene where you had to get in and out, you were already a fucking gun comic. Yeah, you know, because I was brought up in Mandy's rooms, Mm, mm. which were very, very nice, safe rooms, and then a few on the Gold Coast. And so I haven't had a – I still get disrespected, but it's generally by the young guys who go, yeah, old hack, (laughs) you know. I um, have very much enjoyed of late telling the blokey – anti-women, very pro-rape joke comics. I'm like, don't ever do that material in front of me again. Yeah, like, good. don't, because I'm, I'm off good, an MC. I hate that stuff. Right, go, don't do that. Like, th- I mean, there was one and he he just went on and on. He, he used every horrific name for sex worker that he could think of and he kept going and kept going and kept going. A, female MC. B, the next act I'm bringing on is female. Oh. And I'm just like, and so when I went up on stage after he, and and really the room there was about six blokes who were laughing. The rest of the blokes were really uncomfortable and women were openly going, oh, like it was, read yeah. the room, bro. Like mm. no one is enjoying this apart from those six weirdos who I suspect were his mates. Um, but when I went back up, I was just like, wow, isn't that amazing? The guys who speak so disparagingly of sex workers are probably on their way right now to go. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and I heard this one woman up the back like explode with laughter. I said, but it's okay, guys. I've, like I've got plenty of sex worker friends. I know that those women see him coming and he gets charged twice as much as normal. <laughs> and this row of women at the back, one of them just goes, oh, good save, good save, Dal, good save. <laughs> That's great. And then I brought the other act on and I went up the back. I said, don't ever do that material in front of me again because I threw you under the bus then, but I will fucking crucify you yeah, if you we'll do get that. the bus out and we'll back it. <laughs> back back I, I can't believe when I'm sitting in a room and that's the kind of stuff where I, if I hear someone do that kind of like doing rape jokes and those kind of demeaning jokes about women and, and audiences don't tend to laugh, no. one or two people, but, and I'm like, 
have a listen. Like, what are you doing? Like, that stuff's not funny. Yeah, like, why are you doubling down now? Yeah, kind of, you know, <laughs> step, and you're going to go, well, you will never go anywhere. Like, mm. you, you're dead end. And it makes me laugh because I'll often get, hey, you know, blah, blah from such and such a room. Can you, um, you know, these guys have the hide then to go, can you give me a recommendation? I go, no, absolutely no, not. Yeah, my recommendation would be don't book that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if they ring me and ask me, sure, that's what I'm going to say. But it just, it, like, the confidence to do shit yeah. material that I've said don't fucking do that and then back it up with like I know can I have a recommendation I go actually I could recommend you to the violent offenders program (laughs) (laughs) I want to we had a horrible situation in Sydney where people were poisoning dogs in dog parks right they were leaving out poison because the people didn't want the the people who live there didn't want dog owners parking near there they were blocking their parking and they were yeah right so the way that the locals got around it was that they put up signs saying um, this is what's happening beware Dogs are being baited. Um, uh, there's a reward, a cash reward for anyone with information. Um, please contact the Painters and Dockers Union. And I just oh, went, wow. we need that for boy comedians who are doing yeah. rape jokes. Just that whole like, hey, if you hear one, just report it to and then make it people like dudes that are going to scare the fuck out of you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and yeah. the baiting stopped immediately. I was like, that's the way you deal with that. Yeah, that's genius. Please send any information to the we're going to fuck you up society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you still find, Julia, that you um, you get booked and you when you turn up you realise you are the token female and that's why you've been booked? Rarely. Nowhere okay. near as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, occasionally, yeah. And I go, if you're going to book a token woman, why me? Because I'm the blokiest chick I know. Like, yeah. why? I mean, there are men on this bill that are far more <laughs> feminine than I am. Why? Why? Um, it does make me chuckle. And I remember working with Michelle Accord over in – she's a New Zealand comic who's a fucking gun. She's so good. Uh, and I worked with her in the New Ze- uh, over in Edinburgh Festival in like 2003 or four, and they mm. invited me to be part of the New Zealand Comedy Showcase. They needed like a token Aussie. Yeah. And she said to me like, and like she said on stage one night, oh, and there's two women in this showcase because we all know that women are like carbs, never have rice and potatoes on the same plate. And I remember snort laughing at that and then going, oh, yeah, yeah right. So, yeah, less so, but occasionally. It is funny. I remember being introduced in, I think it was in Sydney one night um, at the, Fringe, well, it was the pad and they used to have the fringe mm-hmm. bar. And someone goes, and please welcome to the stage. Uh, it's a woman. It's a woman. Oh, yeah, I've had that. It's a, it's a woman. It's a woman. And it's I heard that someone in the front row, row went, oh. <laughs> and it, that was a woman. My introduction. <laughs> It was a woman too. Yeah, I went, oh, not even the women like me. My intro at the Mel- at the London Comedy Store for my first five-minute spot was Sean Mayo, who I think is still alive but doesn't look at me or talk to me. <laughs> uh, we like to give the ladies a turn at the five-minute spot. It's uh, She's come all the way from Australia. That's... For a turn. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. She's only got five minutes. It'll be over soon. That was my <gasps> introduction. That was my welcome to the stage. I have dreamed of playing the London Comedy Store my whole life up to that point. Oh, my And God. that was how I got introduced on stage there. And I was just like, in my head, I was, I was a bit annoyed at myself because I let it get in my head. And I was like, I'm going to fucking end this. Crap. I was so angry. Um, and, it, it, you know, I didn't have a great spot after that. But walk on stage to eight folded arms yeah. in the front row. Yeah, it doesn't make it easy. Although you imagine that's what he hears from... Women when he goes to bed with them. Yeah. No, no, we'll be over soon. Make him welcome, but it'll be over soon. (laughs) Yeah. He's good. Get her over and done with. How about you, Ellen? Do you get... Oh, yeah, I've had... In fact, not that long ago. Oh, and, you know, he's going... The MC's going through what's going to happen tonight. And then your fabulous feature act is Ellen Briggs, a woman. Don't worry. She's hilarious. Oh, wow. And when he came off, I just went... What the fuck was that? And he goes, I could give you a heaps worse intro if you want. And I went, oh, I'm sure you could. 
But but why I'm don't you do your job instead? That one was bad. How about you give me a good one? Yeah, do yeah. your job. And he's a he's a guy that I kind of like. You know, wow. I just think it's so ingrained in them. Yeah, I, I remember being uh, introduced on stage. Uh, by a very famous comedian who was like, oh, your next bloke coming up, he's one of my best mates, you're going to love him, he's so good. He's... And I'm like, fuck, who's going on instead of me? Because I met this dickhead tonight. Oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, get the round of applause going. No, nah, pulls a list out of his pocket. Oh, oh it's a woman. Please welcome to the stage, the only woman on the bill, Julia Wilson. And as we crossed, I literally went, thanks, fuckhead. Like... By then, I'd, I had a bit more confidence. Just yeah. And he's like, what? What? What did I do? Yeah, what? and you're going like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. He's oh, the best. Wow. He's yeah, a, he's a great oh, mate. Fucking hell. Obviously, he's a great mate. He's yeah. got a vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's, that's what a good friend he is. You don't know what his genitals look like. <laughs> Although now what's happened is. Oh, people... To be fair, I don't know what you two are great mates and I don't know what your genitals look like. No, you like. think you don't, but. <laughs> you don't about. need to know. But people now in audiences, there's been a shift where if there's not women on the bill, yeah. people are like, oh, boring. Yeah, sausage that, first. People look forward. When, well, you know when you step on stage, if, it's, yeah. if, you're, if there's been heaps of dudes and you step out and there'll be a couple of you, you know they are desperate to hear from you. Yeah. Which is really, it's actually as opposed to terrified of hearing from you. And I think that... That's actually a I really love nice that part feeling. of your brain that just goes, I just smashed it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, because the amount of times they're like, oh, there was one woman on the bill and she wasn't funny and women aren't funny. When you yeah. smash it and you're like, now you can go and tell all your friends that women are. Yeah. Women are funny now. Yeah, how many have you seen? <laughs> yeah. That a horrible was... thing where people come up, which you've all had, where they go, I don't usually like women comics, but you're good. And it's really. What do you say to that? I always go, that's not the compliment you think it is. No, yeah. it's awful. And you, as if you're going to go, thank you, all my colleagues are shit, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah. uh, like you're going, that is just an awful, um, it's like going, well, I don't usually like blonde women either, but I, you're but not I'd quite fuck as you. fucked as the other ones. Like, I, often, I often say, um, did you think any of the men were shit tonight? Nice. And mm. they go, yeah. And I go, okay, so does that mean all men are shit? Like, there's your yeah. logic. And they, mm. Yes, it know, does, Ellen. They're pissed idiots. So yeah. what's the fucking point? I just go, man, whatever. I, I remember one time to to I was up on tour in yeah. like northern Western Australia and a guy had uh, bought my T-shirt and laughed all the way through and then at the end of the uh, at the end of the show came over and he started being not just sexist but racist as well. Oh, combo. And uh, Yeah. Okay. And, he, and he's standing at the end of the bar with a long neck of VB in a, in a place that's like 40 degrees temperature at night time. Like it's a mm. really fucking hot place and he's like – started to speak very ill of, of traditional custodians, like, you know what their problem is? And I just go, oh, God. He, he said to me, you know what your problem is? And I went, I don't think I have a problem. You don't do enough and, like, insert racist name jokes. And I went, I don't do fucking any, mate. And he's like, well, you should think. I'm like, no. And then he started to be like, women. There. And it, I ended up saying, give me back my T-shirt. Mm. And I threw, they were 20 bucks at the time, and I threw four $5 notes at him, <laughs> like right, at his face. Out. And I went, I can't, get my, I can't get my jokes back, but I can take my fucking merch back. Yeah, you, you are not wearing not wear my merch. You are not wearing yeah. my name on your fucking disgusting hairy chest. <laughs> take that, you prick. And he's like, and they fell on the ground, and I went, bend down and pick them up. <laughs> and he, like, we had this moment where he's like, he didn't want to bend down and pick them up in front of me, but he also wasn't walking away from 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the, you know, those moments where you're just like, yeah, take that. <laughs> 
He went that bitch went furious. fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. You know that he went back to his donger or wherever he lives and With just his goes oh, sad. and just goes fucking those lesbians are crazy. Like, yeah. You know, you know that he decided yeah. in that moment that I was gay and that I, you know, am clearly insane. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. But I'm anyway, it's so getting. I don't know. I feel like I love being a woman in comedy now because mm. I, I love being on a bill with, you know, other women and, and men that kind of really appreciate the work that you do. Like mm. when it's really working, it's fantastic. And generally audiences aren't as terrifying as they used to be, but they still surprise you. Yeah. yeah. I, I love how often I get asked to help book gigs and I love how often uh, people who own the venues or who are like have put the night on will say to me, hey, um, is there any chance you've got any? And like they want diversity. They want, yeah, they, know right. their, they know their market. They know that the people who go to that pub or art centre or venue, they know that they want some queer kids. They want some people of colour. They want um, like uh, gender fluidity. They want blah, blah. Like they know what they want. And I just go, oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And I just, right. and, and it's not about ticking boxes. That's what they want. Can we just yeah. have? Uh, can we have a white heterosexual guy? Yeah. I actually, you know what I get? I get. Five can we just have one white heterosexual guy? <laughs> yeah. Just one. Yeah. It always I, makes me laugh because I hear some of the older blokes like, "Oh well, I'm a minority now," and I'm like, "No, you just have to be good at what you do. You just yeah. can't mail it in anymore. So just yeah, be just better." Have one, and the ones that are actually <laughs> making persecuted. it are really good. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, and you've got to be really good. Just like we have to be really yeah. good. Yeah. Remember how that whole time we had to be fucking amazing to get booked? Like, yeah. well, yeah. guess what? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we won't block the door. That would be the wrong thing to do. But welcome to the club. Yeah. Welcome. Come on through. We'll make you uncomfortable inside. And they come back, tampons. Come backstage and they go, oh, it's all tidy back here. There's cups of tea. I mean, imagine how nice green rooms would be. Oh It'd be like the well, CWA. Do know, the, guys down in, the guys down in Melbourne, when I um, did my run there for a week, I thought it must always be like that. Like I walked in and there were some candles and there was like a pot of tea there. I've never seen that and once. Really, very, very clean. And then the parade of dudes that came in, they were like, "What the fuck's going on here? Did someone die? Why are you burning candles? What the fuck? <laughs> Did someone just go to the shit off? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, but I, you know, that's that can be intimidating too. Sitting in a room like that, that that's their local, mm, and yeah. then you come in and everything's different because of you. Nice. And I'm there going, look, this one guy just goes in to do a piss and doesn't shut the door. And I'm oh, like, my God. Oh, I can see you. Shut the door. Yeah. And he's like, well, don't look. And I said, shut the fucking door. Yeah. It's, it, like, we're not. We weren't raised by wolves. Just yeah. you know, get on with it, mate. Come on. I don't want to see you piss. I don't want to see you even do comedy yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We might wrap it up. That was a big comedy chat. It was a comedy Thank chat. Thank you to our special guest. You're oh, our thanks first, for having me. You're yes. our first live <gasps> special guest. Have you had you've... dead ones? Um, like Ouija yeah, board kind they? of No, they've come, they've come through on the phone. Right, okay. I was like, Yeah, oh. sometimes we do phoners. <laughs> nice. Generally, Thanks for having me. Well. Yeah. It was Thanks. You I, have no choice, yeah, right? I'm staying You've here. just turned up <laughs> and we've gone, sit down, we're going to talk. Talk into the shiny and record. thing. Put her on the podcast, make a tax deductible, <laughs> Ellen, that's what I say. Write <laughs> her off. <laughs> I shall be written off. Yeah, she will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for thanks for coming. Um, I'm going to find our music and put that on, and we're going to finish up. Bye. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>